how do I define awakening? So I was having a uh, chat with a friend and they asked me, what is my definition for awakening or my criteria for awakening? Um, I've uh, addressed this in other videos in various ways. I've also addressed it in my book in one of the first few chapters. I go into great detail on that. So if you're interested, you know, in checking that out, feel free. Um, also, I should define what I mean when I say awakening. I mean the first uh, significant shift in identity. Uh, Kensho in Zen would be the term. And um, this is uh, not the same thing as liberation uh, or enlightenment but the initial shift, which is considered uh, specifically in the Zen tradition to, to be the uh, really the entry point, one's uh, first true step on the uh, pathless path of spiritual unfoldment. Um, so how do I define that? Well, uh, another caveat actually I want to um, put out there before I get to defining is that uh, I really try to discourage people from overemphasizing the shift itself especially this first shift, because um, the nature of that which you're waking up from uh, is reinforced by the idea that there's a self moving through time that's going to achieve something, some goal out there in the future. And paradoxically, what awakening actually is, is when you wake up from or something wakes up from uh, or the, um, the structure that feels like an identity, like a you, like a solid self moving through time that has problems, that needs solutions, that's working hard, uh, that has a strong sense of doership, that actually subsides, that stops. Or you see that it's a fundamental misperception. It doesn't actually exist. That is what awakening is. So to put it uh, in simple terms, awakening is a shift in identity. Uh, now, I don't want to overly define it and give a whole list of characteristics that say you have to have this, 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 and this to define your experience or your not experience, but your insight as an awakening. Now, the reason I don't want to do that is because it is a little different for everyone. The shift in identity is not um, uh, different for everyone. It's, it's fundamentally the same shift. However, when you go through that, uh, it's not always obvious what happened. It's not always obvious, you know, that the uh, structure of self as the as uh, in the way the mind structures it, in the way thoughts, beliefs, consciousness, the sense of time, the sense of doership, the, the way that structures your sense of self or your sense of identity um, has taken a critical hit. It's not always obvious that that's what happened in that moment. But intuitively, it's very, very obvious something has fundamentally changed about what you take yourself to be. That's the key. So some people have really a, a, a tremendous outflow of emotion, uh, a release a feeling like a huge weight a heaviness that has been there the whole the whole time their whole life that they remember is suddenly not there. That's pretty common, but I wouldn't say it's universal. Um, the uh, the experience of mystical sort of states that come and go beyond that, even non-dualistic experiences, experiences of complete absorption, unity. These things can happen as well with awakening and often do, but they're not critical and they're not the point of awakening. The point of awakening is something, in one sense, it's extremely subtle. In fact, it's so subtle because there is no actual identity behind anything. But there sure, certainly feels like there is a very solid, real... Um, identity, a real me 
inside here that's running the show, that's that's navigating life, that has to make everything out there a certain way so that it can feel better, that has very real relationships with other real people, that really does live in a timeline, has a very distinct past and future, that all feels very real until it doesn't. And that really is the key with awakening is that the uh, the binding of that feeling of being someone in the way I used to think I was is gone. Um, now, the way people interpret this, this, this part's very interesting to me because the way people interpret this happening when they go through it um, often has to do with what they've learned about it beforehand. So if you've learned that this means you've seen that there's no self, then you'll say, well, I, I've seen that there's no self. I've seen that there's no, but what you mean is that you've seen there's no mental self. That the way you think about yourself, the the distinct self in time, the distinct self that has doership and agency, etc., you see that that just doesn't exist. It doesn't mean there's no sense of I anywhere. There doesn't mean that the I am sense is completely obliterated with a first awakening. Um, but again, if you're hooked up that way, or if you have just been preconditioned to call it stream entry or the initial insight of no self, then that's probably how you're going to experience it. Now, if you're, uh, this may sound very paradoxical, and in some sense it is, but it does happen this way. If you're predisposed to calling it the sense of I am, or um, uh, like self with a capital S, like as if there, there's there's only one fluid experience, and there's not parts to it, and there's no one that's distinct from everything in that, that felt like a distinct you, if you experience it that way and you're sort of preconditioned based on what you believe, what you've learned, you may call it self with a capital S. You may call it the pure I am sense, the undeniable sense of I am, right? Um, so to me, the words people use, especially when they're initially going through awakening, don't matter much. And again, they can be quite um, uh, disparate, like depending on how you have learned about what this is going to be or what's supposed to happen. So for instance, in Zen, they wouldn't call it like an I am sense. They wouldn't say that. After Ken show, your Zen teacher may not really say much of anything. In fact, they might just say, you know, uh, everything from now on is just intuitive. There's there's no need to strive for anything specific, and you kind of sense that. There's no there's no where you're going to find the the big answer because in one sense you've already found it, um, and that's that there is no big answer, right? Again, all this stuff is very paradoxical. Um, so it, it may really depend on which lineage you're in, what kind of teacher you have. Um, what you call this or, or how you describe what had happened to you. But it's usually not clear until later stages of realization what actually did happen. That, that's, been, that's been my experience. Later on, things become much more clear on what actually did change. You know, um, Mostly when someone goes through this, they don't care to define anything what I, is what I find. They just, their, their intuitive knowing of this is so clear that they're they're kind of out of the business of defining anything, right? They're, they're um, uh, out of the business of trying to redefine themselves through thought, through belief, uh, and communicate it to other people. It's, it's, it's such a release and such a flow, um, and you see that that's a fundamental truth. You don't have to cause that or create that, and it's not an experience. Um, experiences come and go, but there's something behind experience, let's say, it feels like at this stage, that doesn't come and go, that feels very clear, very um, uh, accommodating, fluid. Uh, but again, even that, we're adding something to it. So 
So the, the fundamental knowing of that truth, living of that truth, that's what awakening is. Yeah? It's a shift in identity from an apparent single separate individual uh, that, that really does exist, that really does have problems, that really is separate from everything, to some kind of fluidity that's so immersive that you don't even reflect back and try to figure out what you are anymore. You don't care. It's not an issue anymore. There's no, there's no problem of me to solve anymore, generally speaking. Now, it doesn't mean that there's no more work to do. Usually, you know, after this sort of honeymoon period with this, the work that needs to be done will sort of come to the surface. You'll know when it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, there is no specific sense of a me apart from the world and the thoughts about me and all that stuff is just, you know, they're ghosts. They come and go. And yet something here still feels like it wants to react. Something here still feels some intense emotion, um, some anger, some shame. Like these things come up and they come up in reasonably, you know, uh, intelligent ways from what I've seen, if you're open to them, if you're open to actually doing some work around whatever does present itself. Um, if you're not, and you believe some message like, you know, there's nothing to do, there's no one to do it, you know, that that can kind of lead you into a sort of disassociation or just a total avoidance pattern, which I don't recommend. But the what I find is that there's sort of a honeymoon period of just flow after this initial shift, this awakening. And then beyond that, the work you need to do will literally present itself. Now, there are stepwise processes you can take with this, like the Fetters model. I've been working on videos with uh, Kevin um, Shanilek. There are, there are different maps and there are different ways to approach this. But what I find is um, if you're just open, you're open, you're willing to let this continue to unfold. The initial insight, you saw that there's no separate, distinct me that has to sort everything out. Um, if you're willing to honor that and just let it take you deeper, deeper, deeper into presence, into this experience, then the um, the insights that you need to um, uh, delve into or to investigate will naturally present themselves. You'll start to sense that the feeling of separation is fundamentally flawed. You'll start to sense that the feeling of reactivity, of relationality, that these experiences are fundamentally flawed. That they're not actual. Um, they're not. They're not the fundamental truth. They are. They are experiences. And even if they're uh, continue almost continuous experiences, the, the experience of separation, of being a subject in a world of objects, uh, of of living in a world of form. Uh, they, they may be almost continuous in the way the mind functions, but you, you start to sense that there's something not real about that. It's just not that way. And sometimes the whole thing just flips over and the sense of form, the sense of separation, the sense of doership, all of it just completely goes down the drain. Um, and then the, the, the fundamental sense of there being an underlying identity at all also goes with it. Other times it kind of goes in a stepwise fashion. So, so that plays out after awakening. But uh, a lot of what my uh, channel and my book is geared toward is that initial shift because that's where I think most people are still kind of working at things. Now, after that, there's a, a lot of approaches you can take to, to get at those more subtle fixations. But I think actually with the first shift, you have some sense that those subtle fixations um, are exactly that. They're fixations. You may not be able to address them directly or they're still too subtle to get at. But with good pointing, with with work, with inquiry into the nature of the sense fields, into the nature of um, uh, thought, belief, and how that overlays your uh, experience and creates a sense of separation, of pushing, pulling, doership, um, struggle, frustration, and impatience, all the emotion stuff. If you're just willing to like investigate that, <clears throat> it, it will um, it will naturally unfold. 
So I have this, I, that's me. I have this faith in the process that it, it is a very natural process. You already are Buddha nature. You're already awake nature. Um, you just have to be willing to, to let that completely overtake experience and dissolve all boundaries, all perceptual filters, all illusions, all delusions, and let that just keep going and taking you. Yeah. So, so that's, that's generally my, uh, way of approaching this and my definition for that, that first awakening really is, uh, it's a shift in identity. It's a shift into something that's, that's undeniable. Um, and it's not a solid thing and it's not a person. It's not a someone it's not in time. It's nothing based on thought or belief or cognition. Uh, and it's fundamental meaning it's just there it's uncaused. And, uh, that's, that's the big relief. Uh, so anyway, hopefully that's helpful. Uh, and, um, y'all good luck.